so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 231, and welcome back to the front porch. So, uh, I must apologize. I, I realized that I, uh, I didn't let you all know that I would be doing the podcast for a little over a week. Um, I had an awesome opportunity to go up to Hume Lake Christian Camps. I've been speaking there, I think, for about 12 years. have really, really loved that partnership with them. But uh, they asked me, kind of a last-minute thing, but they asked me to come up and lead a youth pastor's retreat and with my good buddy Corey Fenn and it was awesome had just a really really amazing job uh, amazing time with about 50 uh, men and women who are just serving students all across California and uh, it was really really a, a beautiful time but also like man and just hearing their stories and a lot of the heartbreak that they've gone through and like uh, just this desperate desire to see students that were a part of their ministry return. And yeah, I mean, it was like pretty heavy. I think a lot of them were, it's like, it was pretty weighty uh, for a lot of them. And, and so I think uh, hopefully we were able to really encourage them and, and challenge them with the, some things. But the fun thing was I went through uh, a bunch of the Psalms that I've, I've done here and uh, it was it was just life giving and one to be reminded of um, of the truths in those psalms and to be able to go through them and yeah so it was a great time but I apologize some of you have texted me and hit me up like hey is everything okay like <laughs> you kind of just dropped off the map and I'm like yeah you know usually I do a pretty good job of going hey I'm gonna be gone for a little bit but that's what was going on that's what I was doing and then. And then uh, my son had his 21st birthday uh, last Saturday on the 13th. And so, I don't know, that was just like a really cool moment for us as a family. Uh, we went fishing because that's what he wanted to do. Um, and that was a really cool moment for us as a family. I think Patty and I sat on the front porch and we were just looking at each other being like, wow, <laughs> what is going on? We have a 21-year-old. And so, it's, you know, I think it's just this season of life, our son Cooper... Uh, turned 18, our daughter turned 11, and uh, Ben turned 21, and so everyone's kind of in this kind of, I mean, you know, turning these massive kind of corners in their lives, and it's a really beautiful thing as a parent to watch, but it's also like, okay, we're in a new phase of parenting, you know, a new way of parenting and listening, and, you know, Ben and I were sitting on the front porch last night just having an awesome conversation. And I realized, like, I'm raising adults, you know, and this is fantastic. I mean, Mika's still great because she's 11, and so we're still learning that. So she keeps us kind of grounded a bit. But with Ben and Cooper, it's like, wow, we're, we're raising adults and how to do that. And, you know, so for so many of you, you guys are pros. Uh, I'm brand new to the game. I'm just figuring this out. So, yeah, so it's, it's just been a kind of a cool couple weeks. Um, and I apologize for not... I'm giving you all a heads up, those of you who continue to listen week in and week out, uh, apologize for not um, giving you that piece of information that I'd be gone for a little bit. But it is it was a really good time to connect with some youth pastors, connect with my family, and then um, a good a good buddy of mine who actually listens to this podcast said, "Hey, that last uh, last podcast that you had um, seemed like some heavy stuff was going on," and I would say it is. I, and uh, he really encouraged me to to say to you all like I really could use your prayers um a part of it for Patty and I is something I just brought up which is like 
we're just in this new season of parenting. I think moving to Phoenix, while it was so beautiful, um, I think we're starting to like, wow, you know, like 10 months we've been here and that change has been a really great change. I mean, we have a home, um, relaunched Phoenix One, but it's also come at a cost. Like it's, it's been a, it was like a heavy move and, and really difficult for the kids. And, and I think for Patty and I, um, but just that kind of all that stuff kind of catches up with you. So I think in October, October was like a heavy month for the family. And so I think we're like in November, we're kind of in recovery a bit. So I would just love your prayers uh, for me as I continue to, and Patty and I continue to move forward and, and trying to be faithful to be great parents and, and then live into this new adjustment, this life that he's given us here in Phoenix. We're so grateful for it, uh, but still learning. So would love that from you. And uh, big thanks to my buddy, Bill, for continuing to remind me like, dude, really good at helping other people but it's really important that you invite other people to help you. So I just love him and I'm so grateful for him. So thank you, Bill. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, Hebrews 7.25. Man, this passage has been wrecking me. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So I'll read that again, kind of wordy. Consequently, this is Hebrews 7.25, Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. I have a, a bunch of pretty vivid memories of my father, one of them being the very first time that I ever got pulled over. So I, I am driving with my girlfriend home from church, on my way home from church, and we get I and my dad's in front of me, and I get pulled over by a police officer, so he's behind me. So it's basically police officer, me, my father. And so I get pulled over, and I see my dad pull over in front of me, and I'm freaking out. I went from being big, tough boyfriend to like blubbly, blubbly. <laughs> Just like this bumbling mess, you know? and. Uh, this police officer said, who's that in front of me there? Who's pulled over? And I said, that's my dad. And he's like, I'm going to go talk to him. I was like, oh, gosh, no, just throw me in jail. <laughs> you know, don't, 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 don't go talk to him. So police officer goes to my dad, and I see him talking with my dad. And he comes back, and he looks at me, and he says, hey, your dad says you're a pretty good kid. I'm going to let you go with a warning. And I was fully, I was fully anticipating, like, in my mind's eye that this might he was going to go to my dad and my dad's going to be like yeah throw him in jail that's what he gets for speeding throw him in jail teach him a lesson right that's what i had in my mind but really my dad was advocating for me he was interceding on my behalf and went away with a warning and learned a really good lesson and it taught me something you know it taught me something and this is what this passage is inviting us into is this greater vision of jesus this awesome vision of Jesus. And Hebrew has become a very, very, very precious book to me. It's a confusing book, uh, but it's become a very precious book to me because this is what it's trying to present to us, a greater vision of who Jesus is. It's trying to go like, give, you, give us a, a much vaster vision of Jesus in his work, not just on earth, but in eternity, like what he's doing currently right now with the Father. And I 
love this and I need this because I think there is this really massive misunderstanding around Jesus's work. Uh, I think we all see Jesus, you know, dying and resurrecting and then ascending into heaven. And then he's like, peace out. I did my deal, right? I did my work. I did what I was called to do and I'm all done, right? I saved you. I kind of like, if you can imagine like him kind of wiping his hands clean and I did the deal. I'm all done. Um, and that's wrong. You know, for most, you know, this is the insane part. I've been following Jesus since I was like five. And up until maybe 10 years ago, did I fully, well, not even fully, did I come to understand this part of Jesus's work? I just assumed he was done. Like he, he did his work and now he's kind of preparing a place in heaven for me. So I just see Jesus in heaven, like, you know, getting things ready and like there, we got to get ready for him. You know, like that's how I saw it in my mind. And this passage in Hebrews explodes that. It just completely explodes that. You know, we have this idea of Jesus like kind of retiring in heaven. He's playing golf and then he's doing some work, you know, work around the house, you know, and that's just not it at all. In fact, what he, the writers of, writer of Hebrews is doing, which many believe is Paul, what, what the writer of Hebrews is doing is trying to go, I need you to expand your imagination. I need you to expand your understanding of who Jesus is and his work. Because what, what, what this passage tells us, and, and what Hebrews 4 tells us as well, is that he, he's interacting with God the Father on our behalf still. He's continuing the work that he began here on earth in heaven. He hasn't stopped. He's not stopping. Hebrews 4 goes, he's this advocate for us, right? Because he sympathizes with our humanity. He's like, I know what it is to go through that pain. I know what it is to go through that rejection. I know, hear this, I know what it is to be tempted. Like Jesus tempted in the desert wasn't just something for him. It's no. Now he's going and interceding on our behalf because he knows the depths of how hard it is to be a human. He sympathizes with us. And so he advocates for us and intercedes for us. And this for me was mind-blowing. This continued work that the, that the, that the Lord is doing in heaven. He didn't just gather up 12 dudes, die on a cross, and resurrect. He didn't just do a bunch of miracles on earth. He's still doing miraculous work in the heavenly realms. We can't see, but, but Hebrews affirms it. Hebrews is trying to expand our imagination around who Jesus is and what he is doing. And the same work he was doing on earth, he continues in heaven. He's going on behalf of the Father, on our, or he's going on behalf of us to the Father. Isn't that beautiful? It was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Like, it gave me this vision of like, so a lot of times when I'm struggling to understand this idea or, or any idea of Jesus, I'm, I'm looking to other, even other biblical characters. Like, so we have this 
vision of Moses, like this documentation of Moses, and they're in the desert. And Moses, you know, God's wrath turns against the Israelites because they keep rebelling, they keep walking away. And what does Moses do? He intercedes. He goes to the Father on behalf of the people. He's this pseudo-savior. He's giving us a picture of who Jesus is. And what he's saying, don't wipe them out, please. Have mercy on them, right? And he does this kind of over and over as you read through. And he gets exhausted. Now, that's the part about Jesus he doesn't. He doesn't relent. He doesn't get exhausted where Moses did. He continues the work. And so we see this picture of Moses kind of being a pseudo-savior, a pseudo-Jesus, like leading the people through the waters, leading, uh, providing for them, caring for them, like, and then interceding for them. Like, this is the work that Jesus is doing, not just here on earth, but in the heavenly realm. And the part for me that I wanted to pause for myself and then for all of you is just don't take advantage of it. Like, it's almost like like he's doing this beautiful work for us and we're going to double down, which means, okay, oh, so he saved me, so I'm good to go. Oh, and he's interceding for me. Like, when I'm sinning, he's, like, going to the Father and going, like, you don't understand. <laughs> you know, like, he wouldn't say that to the Father. But, you know, like, Jeff, Jeff he, I want to remind you that he, I've redeemed him, that my blood has covered him, right? But we just keep doubling down on our sin. That doesn't make any sense at all. It's like, what? it should push us to gratitude, it should push us to holiness and sanctification, like to be like to a righteous way of living. And honestly, like this is the kind of stuff that Jesus is talking about, teaching back, like in the Sermon on the Mount. This is what he's pushing us towards, moving us towards. And so it's like, no, 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 let's not take advantage of it. Let's honor that. Let's live in light of that beautiful gift. And this... Um, this vision of Jesus that the Hebrew so beautifully lays out, at least for me, it draws me near to him, which is, it says it in the passage. And I, and, and I really do sense this, that this understanding drew me near to him, that his work didn't, it wasn't just like, he's all done, right? No, no, no. He's a consistent Lord. You know, he's not some dad that comes for visitations, like, I, I need help, and then he visits, and then he leaves. Like, no, he just continues that work into eternity. Like, just think about how beautiful it is, the work he's doing. He sends the Spirit of God to us, the Helper, that was released as a result of Jesus' death and resurrection. The Spirit of God is helping us here on earth. The Son of God is up in the heavenly realm, interceding and advocating for us. And the Father is over it all. The, the Trinitarian love caring for its most beloved creation. And I just think for us, that's like a place for us to pause and to worship because this passage is inviting us to draw near to him because he's so faithful and he's so consistent. Do you see Jesus? Do you see how beautiful? Can you can you thank him not only for his salvific work on the cross, but also now into eternity? How amazing is Jesus? How amazing is Jesus? Because Jesus didn't just save us. He's saving us. That work is continuing on into eternity. And so the question is this. How should you live different as a result of Jesus and understanding that Jesus is interceding for us?
Father God, we just thank you so much. We praise you. We give you glory for the work that you did here on earth and into eternity. And, and now, right now, doing work on our behalf. Thank you so much. We love you. We thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. So, take a breath. Reflect. And believe.